0: Welcome to Full Circle with Circle Capital, where we'll be connecting the dots between the region's huge growth potential and businesses that are also people plus planet friendly. Through this mini-series, we'll bring you the insider's view by featuring the unique perspectives of those who are actively building a bridge between impact investing, sustainability and profit across Southeast Asia. I'm Karina bas of Climate Starts With C, and today we're coming to you from Singapore, where we'll be exploring how does tech meet its impact market. And joining us here today to talk more about it is Max Snellen, founder and CEO of Agros. He was born and raised in Belgium, and had graduated with a double master's degree in finance and innovation. He is a former strategy consultant and serial venture builder. Back in 2020, he decided to tackle two of the most critical problems of the 21st century, food security, and climate change by founding Agros. So without further ado, Max, thank you so much for joining us Hi, today. Hi. Thank
1: you for hosting. Of thank you for course.
0: Me we, we can't wait to hear more about you and your business. First of all, could you tell us a little bit about what your business does and how you got into it?
1: Sure, sure. So I think, so Agros is a company at the intersection of agri-tech and climate-tech. Yeah. And so what does that mean is that our mm-hmm. mission is to double farmer profits while reducing their emissions mm-hmm. on the farm. And so therefore making their farm climate resilience for generations and generations. To right. Grow. So that's really important. And More so, of a
0: long-term sort of yes. vision. Yeah. Yes.
1: And so when you really look at, and so, but that, that profit part is important because mm-hmm. we, we don't just come in and say hey, we're going to reduce your emissions and then pay you carbon credits for it. Yeah. So that's something we didn't want to go to. And so we had to look at business cases, right? Right. And so how, how maybe to your question, like how I got into it is mm-hmm. like, initially I, I worked as a consultant here in Singapore looking yep. at decarbonizing the region. Got it. And so we figured out that 20% of emissions in Southeast Asia come from agriculture. Right. And then when you look at VC money, it's it's not going there, right? Yeah. So all the VC money and the private equity money is going into electric vehicles, um, and then and, and then energy efficiency. But those are not maybe the biggest buckets, right? If you look at yeah. the biggest buckets it's agriculture, agriculture, construction. Um, and so these industries that are a bit archaic but mm. when nobody wants to touch. Yeah. So me being always a bit of a uh, like you know, going left and everyone's on the right. <laughs> uh, I really dig deep into it, and geeked a bit on it, and then started traveling and and interviewing farmers, Uh and suddenly I saw business cases, right, and so you look at irrigation on the one side, Yeah. uh, they're all using diesel fossil fuel pumps, Mm -hmm. um, and and, and they're spending around $50 a month just to irrigate, and then you see, wow, they can actually save that to zero by switching to solar, so that's our first version. Mm -hmm. But then we realized, hmm, huh, um, solar water pump costs around thousand to two thousand dollars. Yeah a diesel pump costs two hundred. But you have running costs mm-hmm. diesel. Um, but they go like, hey ah, uh, this is six to seven times more expensive. Right. Okay, let's do a lease to own. Mm. And so they can pay in, in, in installments to us and then own it at some point. Got it. So that's how we sold that. Second one is on fertilizers. right? Yes. If you look at how much they spend on fertilizers. It's a lot. And then you dig deep and you start talking, like, hey, how, how do you. Uh, and so that's the key, right? You, you have to. It's, it's a common theme, they mm-hmm. say, top farm. Or top farming. <laughs> top farming. It, yeah. It's really a thing. And so I, I, obviously, I had my translators, but yes. but still, again, you need to understand what they're talking about. And yeah. you dig deep, right? And so you start mapping out, and like, how do you apply fertilizer? Oh, just randomly or yeah. based on what I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you know it? Well, uh, maybe that you know shop guy told me once how to do it, right. uh, which products to buy, and then you have these sales guys from Syngenta and Bayer telling me the new product on the market. Mm. Um and then so our second solution is like okay, how, how do we go to exactly applying what the soil needs, right? Yeah. And I always compare it with like you go to a doctor, um, you do a health check, mm-hmm. uh, and someone says okay, you have high cholesterol, but then you still don't know what to do about right. it. Right. You still don't know which products to buy to reduce your cholesterol, your cholesterol or what to what mm-hmm. eat and whatnot. Same is with the soil. The soil mm. is, is, is made of many microorganisms. Yeah. Um and so by exactly applying what the soil needs, um, the soil health will improve, the yields will improve, but also you will save on costs. Right. By not over applying right. a certain amount of fertilizer. fertilizer. And so our second product is, is way more techy. It's more of a service where we test the soil on behalf mm. of the farmer and we customize all the fertilizers they need, deliver it to the farm yeah uh, at a lower rate because we can actually know up what fertilizers they will need in the beginning of the season. Right. And then in the future, uh-huh. uh, the third bucket is around pest and disease management. Mm. A lot of pesticides, yeah. a lot of chemicals, uh, high emissions, but also high cost again, because again they don't know what to apply. Yeah. And so there again, we're going to use tech to take pictures. From the plants and diseases, right. But also use you know data to know what diseases are coming for these crops in these regions, mm. and the data is available uh, to then again recommend them the right amount of of, of uh, crop protection measurements as much as possible biological.
0: Right. Now you you started this in twenty twenty. Right. And you uh, moved to Singapore. You said twenty eighteen, I believe. Yes. So you entered the Southeast Asia market around three three to five years ago. Now, do you think you were a bit of an accidental entrant to the impact market, would you say, having sort of uh, 100%. dived into uh, it?
1: I mean, I know I should say no, 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 no <laughs> but it's a hundred yeah. percent and if you would have asked me six years ago, yeah. like you would be uh, running an agri tech company in, in you know. Would you believe? Would that, you believe no things way, I no told way. you that? <laughs> no, way, but I think it, it's part of the. Um, it's part of being an entrepreneur. Right. Doing sometimes the non obvious things, yeah, the things that that people don't want to do. Mm-hmm. I think entrepreneurs are a bit of a you know. A, a separate race, if you will, because yeah. they, they, you know, they have high tolerance for, for variability. Um, Absolutely. And, and so that's something. That being said, I think it also helps me. Like, I get the question a lot, like, how, how can a, yeah. you know someone from Europe come in here and, and say they're going to mm-hmm. tackle the biggest agri-tech yes. right? Um, I think I can, as long as I surround myself with the right local people uh, and take actually a regional Mm -hmm. uh, approach versus just uh, one country only. Right. Uh, And then so that that really helps like to map out and then to come up with a, actually ask the stupid questions, right? Mm -hmm. Ask the questions Mm -hmm. that everyone says, oh yeah, we do this for this reason. It's the important ones. And so I think it it actually helps me mm-hmm. now to to be ahead and look at really at the farm critically, yeah. uh, rather than just accepting yeah this is what farmers do for years.
0: Right. Uh, not
1: saying that changing farmer behavior is easy. Yeah. Uh, but I think it can and and has to be done. Right.
0: Exactly, and and you also learn through the process, right? Yeah. And I bet meeting um, all these people from different cultures and just different so, you know when exactly. you came to southeast asia and especially coming from europe like that was surely a I culture shock i used to
1: be the guy in a suit and every day yeah i'm sitting in an office spending 16 40 to 16 hours a day behind a laptop right. to then going into like you know spending time in the field talking farm yeah i just being with a t-shirt and, and you know
0: at least uh, it's more comfortable where to Yes, <laughs> it is.
1: But it's it's so much more satisfying yeah. and that's what I felt like. I exactly. I can still use my privilege educational mm-hmm. background, um, my 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 skill sets right. of being an entrepreneur in like then um uh, the impact space, yeah, right? And, for and, and sure. the nice thing of our business is both social and environmental. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was very important. I didn't wanna just come in and, and say like yeah, hey, we're gonna save the planet. Um, from a climate crisis, yeah. which which I strongly back and believe in, right? Yeah. But I I really wanted to have something more. Uh, when I realized there was a business case behind this, right. we can help farmers get out of poverty, make more profits. Yeah. I'm like this is, this is it's
0: really is going beyond. On. And I mean, just by you explaining this, I can tell that you're very passionate about it. And I think passion is an important it
1: goes along long way. Yeah.
0: A factor to to what you do, and like you said, right it's it's about creating change and most importantly positive change yeah. and impact. So wh- why do you think tech just po- focusing on tech a little bit, why do you think tech is so important in creating change on the ground for yeah. these farmers?
1: So it's hundred percent important That being said, we, on purpose, um, or purposely, Mm -hmm. um, did not enter with a tech solution. Okay. Um, So, because if you push tech to a farmer, the the tech adoption is just too low, right? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of startups I see in the space that are developing an app, they come... And they say, hey, we're going to be like your digital advisor on how to do better farm. Mm-hmm. The farmer's like, yeah, great, but I have all these advisors already around me. Why would a phone be right. better? And then, okay, you can yes. talk about clouds yeah iot but for them clouds are w- where rain comes from right yes. it's not where data is being stored.
0: exactly yes
1: <laughs> and so it's
0: so you would have to educate them as well on
1: it yeah and so what and, and also it has to make money right right start and mm-hmm. so how do you like even you and me we often take free apps right and so mm-hmm. sometimes we go freemium but yeah. only if the apps really really move, good move the name. <laughs> and so what well, then i realized okay let, let's Let's put tech in the second agenda. Let's first prove our value proposition to the farm. Right. So we need to reduce costs, increase yields. Mm. How do we do that? Okay, let's simulate, right? Okay, and so first with our solar pump, it was a low-tech development, but the the um, the value proposition is very small. Right. So, you know, and the soil testing is already a bit higher tech uh, because they can get results on the smartphone. Yeah. But again, there, the results are being sent to our agronomists mm-hmm. and then shared in the field with the farmer, right? Right. And then they get the report uh, set, printed to them. So we have like these Bluetooth scanners. Mm, okay. It's still on paper. It's right? still
0: on paper because yes. that's, that's also what they're used to the old the school industry. way yeah. and then
1: so like we did a study 95% of our farmers yeah. have at least a smartphone at yeah. Time. Yeah at the household level. Yeah. Right? But either the smartphone is not sophisticated enough to, to have heavy use, mm-hmm. or um, it's, it's you know, it's just, they have maybe three to five apps and it's, it's not right. used often. It's maybe Facebook, uh, weather <laughs> app. Yes. That's it, right? Um, and then, so most of the farmers actually didn't have, uh, or they had downloaded a few of the agri-tech apps but mm-hmm. someone paid them to download it. Right. Uh, and then the usage is very small because they, they need too many clicks. Yeah. That being said, we are developing now and it's, it's quite interesting. So mm-hmm. we're, we're Building our what we call our IMS, it's our internal management yep. system that connects our back office, uh, our agents in the field, our agronomists in uh-huh. the field to have smoother suppliers than, you know, of our products, yeah. um, advisory, etc. And then the connection with the farmer is through chat. So we build an API yes. with uh, Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, Telegram. And so actually the farmer can text and it will uh, enter on the app of our...
0: Now you're speaking their language. Exactly. Because they use that app those apps very exactly, much exactly.
1: yeah now the biggest challenge we have is in our our, our head of digital is working on that is mm-hmm. like they use a lot of voice messaging which is way more difficult to translate it right into so for now we're, we can only do sms uh, text-based text-based yeah um and so we really want to switch to like if they can just do a voice message hey i need a new soap yeah. test yeah or hey I want to buy a second solar pump um, or I have a problem problem with my pests and diseases. Can you help me? Wow, That will be very powerful.
0: That will be very powerful because then it will be easier for them as well. I feel like they're also... Maybe the old school farmers are used to more talking than texting. So that will definitely be helpful for them.
1: And the strong part is that the tech is just communication collaboration tool yeah it allows but you need so business model behind it and so we are, we're still selling fertilizers right? mm-hmm. we're still selling hardware yeah. devices um, and so we're not selling tech right tech yeah. is being used as an enabler right and so we can actually reach way more farmers so one example as well where we use tech is we have now launched our farmer partner program
0: farmer partner program
1: exactly mm-hmm. so what they do is once they've used our system for a season they really liked it yeah and What you see usually come in and you know the fields are next to each other, right? Mm. And so a guy really likes it and he becomes our ambassador. So he joins our farmer partner program. Okay. Signs a contract, he gets five percent commission on every farmer he refers. Um, he gets a t-shirt he's really a champion of our products right and that's a very easy marketing tool because yeah. we don't have to be present everywhere exactly and, and word nothing.
0: of mouth right I feel Super like especially smart. here in Southeast Asia that's still the best marketing tool I exactly. feel like but that's where
1: that comes in because yeah. we can push it even further by they can actually see how much rewards they've got mm-hmm. they can easily uh, send a referral invite a person yeah and that's suddenly where it becomes you know more more sticky you know? right farmer is, is, is through a hardware device that sits on the farm that right. is visible to other farmers yeah and and so our solar pump is quite visible and then it creates everyday benefits everything they need to irrigate mm-hmm. and they click on the button it reminds them yeah that they're saving and then i was last week in, 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 in indonesia mm-hmm. It's quite funny and i said i always refer to like the diesel pump it's like <laughs> it
0: doesn't like, like that like, you know what
1: i mean it's like yeah. oh, give me money give me money give me money and then you click on the solar pump
0: Silence. Right.
1: And then the farmer looks at me, what, what is he gonna say now? It's because it doesn't need any money. And they started laughing That's like a crazy. Really but it's true and they loved it. <laughs> and so by having that, that device stays there for ten years or more, right? right. And so even if they do want at least to own scheme over two, three years mm-hmm. after they own it, you can go back to that farmer and have a conversation. Hey, how's the problem? Everything works. Yep. Yeah, it's amazing. Hey, I have this new product for you. Or hey, I have this app we're launching that's going to give you advice. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to listen, right? Yeah. Instead of you being the fifth, sixth guy coming with the next new app on, in town very hard right yeah and it's not sticky because then tomorrow they just delete the app and download a new one exactly the pump they're not going to remove you it's know. really a, such a big cost table. yeah i think that's key right and so you can build that very sticky customer base because mm-hmm. that hardware they're like not going to give it up yeah, yeah
0: that's true wow you have a way with farmers i see <laughs> <laughs> That's really interesting, Matt. I'm mm-hmm. um, getting really deep into it and the details, working with all these farmers. Now, a lot of people, I feel like, fear I'm trying to measure positive solutions. With profit because maybe some don't feel like they could go hand in hand but here you are coming from you know a 16 hour day full suit background (laughs) and now here you are making impact in southeast asia how do you find the correlation between the
1: two right so yeah i mean i'm as i said like I'm, i'm quite direct and honest um and so I, I'm not a tree hugger, if you will. Yeah. I do believe we have to tackle this massive problem. Yeah. But there needs to be a business case linked to it. And so that's why I we only always come in from how can we help the farmers' problems. Right. And the farmer problem is not necessarily on the emissions side. Mm. You know that that's a global yeah. problem. The farmer itself is not interested if he emits 5, 10, or 20 tons, right? Yep. So, but because we're now actually linking those two, Mm -hmm. the environmental impact is embedded in our business. Right. So the more products we sell, the more farmers we onboard on our platform, the more emissions we avoid. Right. And that's very, very strong. And so when I go to investors and I tell this story, yes. they feel more compelled because our, our entry door is alleviating farmers out of poverty right. and creating and securing food production, right? So a lot of these farmers, either in the next three to five years, they will stop. They will move to a big city like Ho Chi Minh or Jakarta. Mm -hmm. And they will just stop farming. And it's already happening. Urbanization is a fact. Very true. But I'm a believer that we cannot produce all of our food indoor. Yep at least for the next 30 to 40 years right technology is coming there but for now we can only make leafy greens and very maybe swell, few cherry yeah. tomatoes yeah and then some some you know in- insect and, and and whatnot based proteins yeah but it's not like if you see what we eat on a daily basis yeah. it's just not coming for, for the years. most
0: part it's still and outdoors.
1: so we need outdoor production to be secured right by increasing the profitability of those farmers yeah and so Yes, I mean we also, for example, we're part of wavemaker Impact, mm-hmm. which has this very uh, ambitious goal of reducing one hundred megatons per startup. Yes, and and we do want to achieve that, right? So right. That's, that's obviously a stick in the sand, if you yeah. will. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to achieve that if we're not solving economical problems. The core companies. problems, because
0: it, they it is a part of it, whether mm-hmm. we realize it or not, yeah. and it's something we do have to tackle right. first on first. Yeah. yeah. So you, do, yeah, I think you know they can go hand in hand if uh, you know because with the climate problem also comes the economical problem right and sometimes i feel like one is trying to tackle the other and mm. focusing maybe too much first on the other that actually when you get down to it there is a way possibility to tackle both
1: and, and if you play the you know venture capital game you have to as well right yeah. so if you want to grow a business fast and therefore um, you want to raise venture capital which is at risk capital there's a very steep return on investment requirement yeah. right talking about 10 20 x on, on return on your on your startup right? right and so you have to have you need to solve a problem that's yep. that's economical for the farmer. If not, you just won't grow it at the pace. Right. You have to give back that money, right? One
0: of the key, important key factors. Yeah, they
1: need that. to be passionate about farmers. I, I still like you. And and being out there in the sun, right? It's, yes. It's not, not easy. And usually we look for um, for for people that have that experience. Mm-hmm. Like, um, cause, cause if I, I always appreciate interviews with, you know, people that come from e-commerce or SaaS. And they know how to scale a business. Right. But they're not... The typical guy who will do in the beginning you know put the boots on yeah uh, do the dirty work work out in the field yeah
0: yeah well wow nice thank you so much for sharing that with us an insightful conversation indeed and everyone that is max nellen sharing his take on how tech meets impact this is full circle with circle capital i'm karina best raywan signing off catch you next time